You are listening to the Young Western Podcast with your hosts, Cheyenne and Montana Donuquette, where we talk about all things from Western lifestyle to your dating stories and honestly everything in between that. Hope you enjoy. We are back with another episode of the Young Western Podcast, and you'll never guess who I have wrangled up to be on the podcast today. We have got our co-host, the original co-founder of the Young Western Podcast, Montana O'Donoghue-Kent, my younger sister. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. Bloody, honestly happy to be having some time to record a sneaky potty with you. Um, It's been a minute. Obviously, I got the one done with the girls the other day, but that was, honestly, that was like in a a quick 30-minute sit-down lunch break. We skated off after that to do shit, so... Bloody nice to be sitting down with my big sis again, no? Yes. <laughs> nice to have the time. You've just been flat out. <laughs> Shut the American, up. I swear I was. The American road is not what it has cracked up to be. Oh, just living the bloody dream, I tell you what. Now, we are back with another fun-loving episode because that's what we do best. Um when we did the first horror dating stories, everyone seemed to continually send their stories in. It seems to be uh, everyone seems to have a couple of horror rodeo dating stories. So we are coming back with part two and we have a few lengthy stories in here. Yeah, we've got a couple of couple of big ones, a couple of good ones. Um, I mean, I think whenever me and you get the chance to sit down together, it's obvious we should talk about every, everyone else's horrible dating stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know. Obviously. I mean, I feel like I should put some of my own in here, but I just, I think I downplay everything. Like, I think I'm like, no, I don't think that has happened. And then I think, like, I I get the thing and I'm like, oh, no, there was definitely that one time, you know, but I I don't know, man. We've we've been pretty. Yeah. I mean, we've been pretty chill. (laughs) We've been pretty chill. It's not, we weren't dating them, so. Exactly. Crazy that you cared. Anyway, um, let's start off with a run review because I feel like we both have actually finally done a bit of competing. Well, you've done more competing the whole time than me, but I haven't been doing anything. So where have you been? Yeah. I mean, I um haven't I haven't competed for a couple of weeks, but I don't think I've done a run review since a couple of weeks ago when I ran at Steamboat. I kinda um I get to bring like got to bring my horse up here, but he stayed in Colorado. And so it was just whenever we would get back and, and like literally be there for the rodeo at Steamboat that I would get to run him. And I mean, it's, I'm just pretty grateful that I even got the chance to run him. So I would have to do like the walk up replacement thing, which is like, um, if you don't enter and like, I, I wouldn't enter because literally pretty much rodeoing this summer has been like day by day. We don't know where we're going. Um, you know, if one run, goes good and they make a short round you're not going to go to another radio so I couldn't really enter too many and um know that I was going to be there so the walk-up replacement thing is like if there's turnouts in that performance you can walk up and put your name down and um if there's say if there's like two turnouts and two people walk up you both get the spot but if there's two turnouts and like three people walk up then they draw do a draw for which two get the spot so that was um I think that's really cool and they only do it for performances and only, I mean, at most radios, but some they don't. So anyway, this is long-winded. But that's how I got to kind of enter at Steamboat and stuff. So 
a couple of weeks back. I, I ran there three times so far this summer. And the first two times, first time he I just hit hit a drum barrel. Second time he kind of slipped and hit one. So I was like, so the third time, third mm-hmm. time lucky, we finally got there. And um I won uh equal fifth. And it paid pretty good for us. I mean, it's a obviously it's a pro rodeo and everything, but it's not it's kind of a smaller ish one. But I still ran against like with Brittany and Andrea. I mean, pretty cool. So yeah, um, and it, and it was yeah, a really good got, run, especially considering how you know he probably wasn't as fit as he should be or could be. Yeah, exactly. And he, I haven't had him out with me. He he stayed at um Steamboat, and I had Lacey a little shout out. She would like trot him a little bit, try and keep him fit. But you know, it's not the same as riding him. So very yeah. grateful that he was getting trotted. But I think he also is a horse that does so well with runs. So for me to just kind of come back every two weeks or whatever and give him a run, I was pretty happy that he um, clocked well. And, yeah, so he got money. He made a really good run. It was, And also, if you do the walk-up thing, you get just put on the end of the draw. So the ground at Steamboat was getting so deep. Um, so, I mean, he did good. I was very happy with him. Really and that was nice. out. That's, yeah, that's the last one we made. I think that was two or three weeks ago, and he's back in Texas now for the like, kind of finished up for the summer. So, um hopefully i'll be back there in i don't know three weeks two weeks a month who knows <laughs> and then then we'll exactly then we'll start um start going places again where are you currently right now right now i'm in monument in colorado and i just yeah colorado we've been in washington idaho and then andrew ran at pueblo yesterday and now hang out in monument again just waiting to see what like how she goes at other rodeos as to where we go next and kind of check there's like circuit points and tour points and different stuff she's chasing so it really is just like waiting it out and seeing for where we go next but we have one again washington i'm hanging out here in colorado so yeah see how long i'm here for yeah nice um run review wise yeah, run review was I did finally go to a power race on the weekend. It is the first power race I've been to in months. Um and it I'm kind of doing it to prepare for the ABHA finals. I took Bub, Ari and Marshall, a young, somewhat young horse, green horse we have. Um Bub, I kind of I, I don't know. I actually I know you like ran me down on Facebook for saying I was rusty and I feel like everyone is like, Oh, I was a little <laughs> bit rusty. So I it was a joke. If people think it's serious, you don't know our humor. It was a little joke, but crack me up. Yeah, I know. But and, but I've also, like, looked at people that write that and I'm like, oh, shut up. You run every weekend. Like, shut <laughs> up. But um, yeah. I, I legitimately was, like, at the back, like, almost, um, like, I wasn't really having a panic attack. I've had them before and I wasn't that bad. But I was just like, what, am I, what do I do? Like, I can't remember how to ride each of these horses. I think, too, because they're, they're still – like I forget how little they really have done. Bub only just started her had her first runs last year, so I kind of sent her by her first drum a little bit. I really kind of let her run and and thought, yeah, she just needs a little help still at her first. Like just she needs um a little help rating every now and again. So she went by her first a little bit and had a pause at the back, and then smoked her second and third and ended up third in the one D. Um and being leading up to ABHA finals there was a few really good horses there so that was I was reasonably happy like I was pretty disappointed with myself but I was reasonably happy with how she went then I rode Ari um and I just sat on top of her because um she is like an explosive 
bomb underneath you. She is so reactive. So I just sat on top of her and let her kind of cruise through and make her run. And she did really well. She clocked 0.4 off bub, which I mean, gosh, she did really well. She, um, I ran her a second time and I just kind of let her run too hard. Like I let her run a little bit more to the first drum and then she left, my reins were too long and she left me behind at the first drum. And if you get left behind remotely a second or not even a second, a thousandth of a second on that horse, you're screwed. So I kind of got left behind for a second and then she just got to run in a little more erratic. And this would probably be like her fourth ever competition. So I've just got to remember that although she feels like an absolute dream, I really do have to kind of baby her along for a little longer. Yeah. Um, she's just not ready to to add that much speed yet, Um, which as someone who is like so competitive, it's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Marshall, that was his second time ever even. He exhibitioned at one of the barrel race and then didn't see the pattern since. So he just loped through. He just loped around as a very nice <laughs> little black horse and he just did his thing. He went really well. Yeah. I think it's um, how you say he's like loping around. I'm remembering back to like when I was seasoning them and loping them around and you're running hard on these like full like rodeo horses. And I'm like, oh, my God, we've really swapped roles. But I We mean, really have. I think um, Ari's style is like legs. She's just all legs. I've never ridden her, but she just looks like a, I don't, I don't even know. She's a wild woman, but I think she's going to be I very feel like cool. you take Bobby, that thick bulldozer, and just go polar opposite, <laughs> and that's what Ari is. She just floats along <laughs> the ground like she's not, um, she's nothing like Bub, who's kind of that like grittier, heavier kind of style horse. Yeah. She just is like. She's like a butterfly. She just, but you move your weight and she's gone and you, yeah, she's, she's a complicated being. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, you saying you're rusty. Like when I was running Bobby these couple times this summer, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's been me. It was like, I mean, couldn't it be much more than maybe three weeks between runs? And I was like out the back, I was like, what am I even doing? And I don't know how to run hard and fast. Like, and it almost gives you a bit of anxiety. Hey, you're like, shit, yeah. what am I meant to be thinking think about or focusing on? Yeah, and I think it just like your reaction time and stuff that I think that's important. I don't know. It just it does it does make a oh, difference if you're 100%. running all the time. As I got to, to the third drum on Bub and I was like, Oh, use your inside leg. And I did, and she just smoked it. And I was like, fuck, wish I'd have thought of that two drums ago. <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah like, oh my god like, I'm actually not quite right yeah and um, you're, you're doing some pretty big things with uh ABHA too right like you're obviously doing all your prep and TikToking every day but yeah, you're also doing, so we're doing a lot of media content with um coming up to the ABHA obviously just personally like I'm doing a lot of TikToks and vlogging and stuff like that just because people seem to really like to follow actual competing journeys um that and we're we're just trying to I just think the ABHA event is such a huge amazing event and I feel like they um there's just so many people that that are drawn to it and everything they're doing the stallion incentives and uh, just everything they're doing they're kind of really putting everything into it and so um yeah we're just trying to talk to talk to a bunch of people and get some really cool podcast episodes up just sort of 
surrounding the ABHA and um yeah I think it'll be fun yeah we've got a lot a lot going on a lot going on behind the scenes too with different businesses and stuff we are we're yeah. doing the things and people really cool people coming up so um yes we have yeah. some we're doing big things podcast wise I mean they might have already been on by the time this one's released but anyway keep your bloody eyes and ears peeled we've got lots of exciting things happening Yes, but today we are focusing on the absolute plebs that can be dating <laughs> stories. And if you are, I mean, I'm so open if you're a dude and want to send in like a pleb dating story about a girl or like another dude, like we're 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 fully open here. There is no trans like no um I was gonna say transparency, full transparency, I don't know. But we just seem no, to no. get the stories, stories about the boys. We get to we seem to get the stories about the cowboys and their antics don't we yeah i mean we don't make the rules the girls are riding into us with the boys stories i mean if the boys want to ride in with the girls stories feel bloody free to i'm sure there's some crazy little ladies out there doing some wild shit but i mean yeah, no, i'm like i'm waiting stories. for someone to write a story in about me but i'm like oh, i'll probably edit that a little bit love we'll chuck some gravy on that <laughs> so, and then shaniqua her name was shaniqua i swear <laughs> shaniqua went <laughs> anyway oh, um do you have a story you want to start with I have an extremely like 18 screenshot long story so mine might um might be a little long I've got a <laughs> bunch of others but I do have this one long one that I feel like she's put so much effort in I've got to read it out oh start us with the long one give it to us straight oh my well, god well we're patient you know bear with me guys Okay, this is this is like yeah, full. It's it's a story. It's a novel, um, and it's yeah. titled "Bloody PBR Bull Riders." Oh, stop it! Let's go. She said, "Okay, <laughs> let's set the scene first. I've never even looked twice at a bull rider because they're bull riders, and every chick knows to stay away. Sometimes, um, sometimes they don't even know why." of why they oh sometimes we don't even know why we're staying away but we just know we need to stay away true (laughs) I have no this is this chick I have no rodeo background and I um but in the western world I would usually go for the country guys or the cow horse trainers competitors because I'm she's a cow horse competitor herself so don't come at me with this buckle bunny bullshit okay babe I won't come at you with the buckle bunny shit (laughs) it would be a rude shock going from a cow horse trainer to a bull rider not gonna lie anyway yeah right so with no no further ado I feel like I mean I just feel like they're very different different scenes I wish I knew Uh the other half of it you know what I'm saying I know one half of that and I'm sure cow horse trainers are lovely people (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you know that one half Right, so without further ado, my best friend was coming up to see me and she lives five hours south of me down the coast um, and we wanted to do something fun. So I managed to snag us some VIP box tickets at the local PBR show through one of her sponsors. My friend likes a rodeo scene. She's done a few bow races in her day. Um, They just usually go to the rodeos and cheer on. Anyway, so at the end of the night, obviously the bull riders that are sponsored by this company come into the box and we're all introduced. The main character of this story will called Old Mate. Love it. We've known a few old mates. Australian. <laughs> for reference, uh, we'll call him Old Mate for reference. And he's one of those sponsored writers. I think I spoke two words to him. 
because there was other girls trying to talk to him and I honestly couldn't care less who you are because cool, you ride bulls and but can you train a cow horse? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> this girl has her priorities. Well, you would think that. We'll you get to it. She has her priorities, you know, just a bit of a lapse of judgment for a while. On paper, she has her priorities. <laughs> the next day he follows me and slides into the DMs. I'm pretty dry because, honestly, I was waiting for the sleazy comments and want to meet up type of shit because, hey, he's a bull rider. That's what they do, right? But anyway, they never come and we ended up talking nearly every night on the phone and actually got on pretty well. Being older, he'd already been overseas for his career and been a pro rider for many years. So in a small way, I think that eased my mind a little bit about him. Um, thinking that he may be starting to wind down from those party slash fuckboy days. Let me tell you, I have seen that age does not stop them from their partying and fuckboy ways. I could name a fair few elderly gentlemen still in their fuckboy face. Yeah, I'm not sure that that those two words, phrases go hand in hand in the same sentence. I just don't think it happens in rodeo, PBR, bull riders. I'm pretty sure a lot of these men grew up with like Hugh Hefner on their wall, just idolizing the big fella, you know? Mm-hmm. He has red flags for sure. I mean, he was probably looking more like a line of red bunting, <laughs> but he was <laughs> but he was aware of them. And at this point I didn't think it would go anywhere, just kind of chatting about life and everything in between. I didn't think too much into it. Well, there's your first problem. Anyway, I ended up seeing him at a few more shows didn't go all the way with him because I figured if he really was like the rest of him, he'd probably get annoyed and bugger off if that's all he wanted, which is a good, I like that analogy. He even kissed me in front of a crowd before leaving for home at one show. So I was a little chuffed and thought maybe this was going somewhere. The bar is low. The bar is fucking low, isn't it? The bar is really low. <laughs> he kissed me in front of people and that's when you it's know. The fact that- yeah, I mean, it's the fact that normally you would expect them to be like, don't ever fucking come and see me in public. I swear to God, I will cut you if you look at me in public because I don't know you. Like, when the um, lights are down. 2.30 in the when morning. Yeah, that's when I'll talk to you. I'm a nighttime yeah. boy. I'm a nighttime boy. <laughs> um, uh, Where are we going? I'm sort of someone that just goes with the flow and tries not to look too far into things can't relate like if it works and is going that way then great and if it doesn't at least I had a good time along the way kind of thing and I'm big on building a friendship slash slash relationship before dating so this was all well and good when I didn't want to jump right in especially when when he lives another state to me so state to me so he lives a long way away anyway Anyways, the grand final was coming up, so he invited me up there. I assume not the AFL one, just from reading the vibe of this message. (laughs) I brought a friend to keep it a bit more low-key. The trip was fun. I had a great time. Probably felt like I hung out with his friends and the company sponsoring him more than him at times from the amount of time he spent at the blackjack table. (laughs) That red flag was practically (laughs) a neon flag this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the old gambling habit. He went hard each night. Oh, fucking hell. He went hard each night, which then left him resting up pretty much most of the day besides maybe a dip in the hotel pool. So I wasn't the most impressed, but also you got to rest before the show if you want to perform. So I thought that maybe that's what he was doing because his friends were doing the same. I mean, all coming down, one or the other. 
<laughs> on the last night, some of the other bull riders approached me and my friends after looking like they were building up the courage through most of the night. And it felt like as soon as I had a conversation with them, old mate could not have appeared quicker and sort of tried to make me sit on his lap in front of them, which I felt awkward and bizarre considering he hadn't left the gambling side of things all night to talk to me. Yet when some of his fellows com- fellow, fellow competitors do, it's urgent It's urgent enough to come over. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> anyway, we left sometime in the morning with a bit of a group and he was pretty protective about how dangerous the scooters are. Oh, well, we're in Townsville. Uh, and after a stack, <laughs> after a stack ordered an Uber, so I wouldn't hurt myself further and got us food and overall was a gentleman for the rest of the night. Oh, that's nice. Anyway, so I come away from the trip a little unsatisfied with the whole endeavor involving him, but nonetheless had a blast and was definitely a weekend to remember, but that's not where it ends. We had great banter back and forth. It's never fighting, but we do often push one another a little bit at times and it's just our relationship in truth I think that's what kept him around so long because it was always interesting and kept you wanting more I guess I spoke to <laughs> oh I could think of my things I was just thinking about you and how you just like are honestly like the most you cruel to people and I'm like oh yeah that's Montana but she takes it a little bit too far where she just bullies everyone any man that ever talks to her she just bullies them only the tough survive, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I spoke to him on the phone after the trip and sort of just put him straight how I wasn't impressed with his overall behaviour, his gambling, how he treated me and his overall attitude towards me, the opportunity in my eyes that he was taking advantage of. We love that, Queen. He also did something on the trip for me that personally scared me considering I don't sleep around. I've never had a one night stand or something. So what he did really rattled me and left me quite stressed out about the whole situation. Uh, okay. He saw it different. He saw it a different way. And I think that's where our perspective perspectives are just completely and utterly different. We have grown up different in that way, different values and morals. And I think that's what attracted to me him so much is trying to figure him out and how intriguing he is because of how different he thinks. <laughs> oh, wow. Please don't get that confused with the trying to fix him mentally because trying to understand how someone works or how someone is different to trying to fix their issues. So she was like intrigued about how differently this man really was brought up to her and it was like intriguing to her, which I can kind of get, but like you soon work out that they were born. You know? Yeah. If he like values maybe uh, not respecting women. <laughs> and his money that's a different way he's brought up but I wouldn't find that intriguing yeah but I can't talk yeah yeah (laughs) neither of us (laughs) anyways it gets to a point where we both go go too far and say some harsh things and I keep trying to get him to speak see my perspective and he just doesn't understand or get my perspective so it frustrated him and he said some things that really hurt so I stopped replying and answering answering his calls and it didn't bother and didn't bother calling him. This went on for a few months. Then basically out of the blue, he contacted me basically whinging about me not ever replying to him. Sorry, my dog is just crazy as soon as I want to record. Anyway. Um, not ever replying to him and how I'd thought of him as such the bad guy and explained, oh, wow, so he's sulking. 
and explained about how my nagging about the things I was trying to get him to understand resulting in him saying those things. And after a little convincing, I guess I come around and accepted that both of us said things that we didn't mean and that was that. Oh, I don't know whether I'd bother, but anyway. Not long after that, we ended up <laughs> calling we ended up calling every now and again and we do get along. So before long, he was planning on coming down here for a family thing and bringing me along and asked if I'd go up to his and I wasn't too sure. Anyways, my girl's trip got cancelled and I was working like a dog um, and I found cheap flights to the airport near where he lives one week. So we organised for me to go up there and buckle up, ladies and gents, because this is where it gets a little buck wild. Oh, here we go. Uh, pro tip um make him pay for the flights because then you know like he might value his money a bit and maybe treat you a little better i don't know just a thought i you think he's got enough money on his card i freaking doubt it if he has a card you know what i'm saying yeah i do get that um so now some of you might be thinking why would you do that and yes that's a good question but i'm always up for adventures by the sounds of it you're talking to a mate I love the Western lifestyle, so getting to experience someone else's life and help them is what I love. Um, and we had always talked about me going up and seeing the bulls he breeds. She's really outing this guy. The bulls he breeds. And when you talk to someone every day, it does get exciting to consider going to see them. Anyway, so off we go. Now, it starts to get a little rocky because one of his best mates that I'd met at the grand final ends up picking me up because he was coming down that way and old mate did have 101 things to do that weekend and I'm pretty chill like that if it's easier if that's easier then yeah you know whatever why not no point making life harder than it needs to be can't relate (laughs) it would have been nice for the principal it would have been nice if he had picked her up just for the principal his mate says to me we'll call him car buddy for reference when I get into the car why are you here with a bit of a giggle oh god Now, when you have just caught two flights to get here, that's not really what you want to hear. Alarm bells start going off, correct? Anyway, me and Car Buddy get along like a house on fire. So you marry Car Buddy. Is that what we do? He's proposed before you've gone to seed. Oh, wait. Yeah, exactly. Um, So me and Car Buddy get along like a house on fire and the drive was great, but it definitely didn't affirmed to me that I had made the good decision if anything I was thinking should I really be here now that's the underlying tone of the whole weekend all right so hold that line okay we get to the rodeo grounds because old mate has to buck some of his mates bulls so we muck around with them for a bit and go to the pub for some lunch wow that is some cowboy shit now thinking about it gives me the ick (laughs) right Now, I'm the only girl there and there's four guys now and the Mm. conversations they were having about girls was just not it. Oh, fuck that. Being there. Being there. (laughs) Where they sit there and, like, they're actually so – okay, we will do a whole podcast because this is actually a really, side note, really, really serious topic and there is, like, a whole issue around misogyny and, like, some really, really deep-seated – really terrible issues that are going on with some of these boys and I would I am concerned at like the fact that they are still happening with boys this age like I would think in 2023 surely we would be a little more educated on misogyny and you know um how to just younger ones are I would like to 
I would like to think that the younger ones are like. But I'm thinking these old, this guy. They, I'm feeling like these guys that she's talking about are in their like early twenties. Oh no, she did say this dude was a bit older. Anyway, um, like I anyway, that's a whole nother podcast with a very serious undertone that we will be doing. So keep it is. get ready for that, gentlemen. Um, and the I was just oh and. So that yeah, they were they were just like talking about cl- girls clearly about you know what they were doing to them, and it was just not it. He had me thinking I probably shouldn't be here. Anyway, two of them went to play pokies. Nice. An old mate okay. doesn't. An old mate doesn't. So I'm thinking, well, he's being true to what he told me, and he's not gambling. So that's nice. Well, considering he spent the whole weekend at the gambling table the other week, that's nice because that was a major red flag he had flapping around. He had stopped writing for rehab. Wait, like he stopped what? He had stopped writing for rehab, got some businesses up and running and made out like he really had his shit sorted and was on the path to settling down. So that was confronting that that was a confronting comforting. thought. Comforting. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> thought that comforted my dumb decision to fly up and see him. Hang on, I'm just still stuck on the rehab. Was he in rehab for gambling or drugs or was he in rehab like for his shoulder or knee or something? Yeah, maybe like injuries. Maybe we need to write back to this girl and find I feel like the only reason he would be in for a a body like knee or shoulder is only because he wouldn't go to rehab for drugs or alcohol, which he should. Or gambling. Anyway. We went out where some of the bulls were to feed them and old mate was low-key hanging shit on me about not being able to do things, you know, sexist shit, just teasing me, and I proved him wrong and tried to be a little handy pumping up tyres, showing one of the boys where the tractor gears were and doing some other stuff with the hay. Go off because they'll be plebs. Trying to be useful while I was there because I told him, like, I'll help you out with the jobs you've got to do and I really don't mind. I like helping. We mucked around with some other stuff then we got back to buck bulls and some more guys showed up to get on i tried being as useful as i could opening and closing shoot doors and whatnot jesus christ you're a better woman than i am that's anyway. where you draw the line that's where you yeah. draw the line you never help them with that type of shit montana you never help them full stop <laughs> anyway <laughs> I get mistaken as car buddies misses by some of the older rodeo folk because of how quiet and standoffish old mate was around me with his buddies around. I guess he's just probably the least affectionate guy ever. Uh, yeah. His mum actually comes to check it all out and glared at me too, which topped off the night because it wasn't the whole, hey, mum, this is blah, blah, blah. It was let's pretend she's not here not there, and now she looks like a buckle bunny behind the shoots vibe. So, yeah, I was thinking by then I shouldn't be here. Oh, fuck that, man. Now the mum's well, all, like, obvi- obviously, I mean, who's surprised that that's how the mum would act with the, if this is how the son acts? Like, who's surprised? Yeah. Then go back to his place and his housemates are all there for a bit of a piss-up, typical. One of the guys there is from a podcast that's pretty well known. Oh, I wasn't there, I don't think. Two. <laughs> so I thought for sure chick that flies up to see retired bull rider was going to be the headliner for the next podcast. Or you, you can headline our podcast, honestly. You sound funny as. 
anyway, I think that's got to be it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't get to re- introduce to anyone. So I'm just this chick there that's chilling. Man, do these have, it's like these people don't even know common like courtesy at all. They don't. I've been in that position and it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. literally, it's like just, one night you're crying, um, being like, I just want to see you, baby. I love you so much. And then you're here being like, and they're like, yes, they're like, yes, come and hang out. And then you're going and like sitting in a shed and they're ripping bongs as like 15 and 30 year old men. Sorry, that was too far. 15 and 30 year old men. But like, fuck off. This is like, it's so embarrassing. And it's I'm like, so Jesus Christ. Like, in those moments when you're there, you're like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? My parents would be so disappointed in me right now. It's like you want to leave and like shave your head and change your identity because there's you do a Britney Spears. You do a Britney Spears because there's no way you want people to. Um, I mean, not that the people there are gonna. I mean, anyway, I've been there. Do you know? Just on a really quick side note, um, number one red flag this is the kind of person you need to stay away from if you're not from rodeo or something or you like think cowboys are hot think about this if you see a man or a woman who has decided to take a plastic bottle like a like a coke bottle right a plastic (laughs) bottle and they have decided to take a knife to it and cut it in half and use the bottom half as a temporary cup that they will drink yes. their spirits out of, stay away. Stay the furthest away ever. And if they're drinking that at the back of the box, just don't even look at them. Don't look at them because they might make eye contact if you're a cute you lady. Know. They'll make eye contact and you might you be know. the next prey. That is probably too close. You don't want to risk it. Eye contact is too close. Anyway, no eye contact. Skeet. just skeet away you're better off going to find a nice man at the golf club i'm telling you change your identity if they look at you change your identity move states move move countries honestly forget about any kind of horse sport ever you're done yeah yeah i'd say just subtly <laughs> anyway back to the story um this story is going to take up our whole episode go off <laughs> it's kind of funny though um yeah, so she was, like, waiting to be headlining the podcast, but she didn't get introduced to anyone. So she, it was pretty awkward, so I just started drinking so I don't die from awkward embarrassment. <laughs> Old mate gets as high as a kite, which I'm not too impressed about, but I guess it was just a bit of a piss-up, so I choose to just keep making the most of the situation I'm in. <laughs> I end up going to bed. We wake up- yep. I end up going to bed. We wake up the next morning and he just leaves for a solid hour. <laughs> I get dressed and ready for the day and then myself, old mate and car buddy are just sitting around. Old mate gets high again and declares he doesn't feel like doing anything for the rest of the day, even though he still had 101 things to do on the list and I come up to spend time with him. Oh, fucking hell. Car buddy tells him to take me around town to show me something and I decide after a while we are going to do a few of those jobs on the list so old mate decides to come too. Oh, gross. After a few of the jobs were done, we come back and old mate has a wedding to go to for a few hours. A few hours at a wedding? Anyway, mm-hmm. I knew this, so I was so it was fine. He didn't think it he didn't think I might get invited, but I didn't because I he did think I might get invited, but I didn't because I wasn't exactly introduced to the the night before to anyone. So didn't get invited, obviously. 
we hadn't done anything much all day. So car buddy declared he was going to take me to the races. Oh, old mate Aww. didn't seem to trust that he, one of his best mates was taking me out. So I threw on a dress and away we went. Once we were at the races, car buddy proceeded to introduce me to everyone as old mates, missus being respectful. Oh, wow. Car buddy sounds when you realize you're with the wrong one in the group. Yeah. <laughs> when you realize. Yeah. Um, it wasn't too bad till I started meeting all of, meeting the girls of the town that said something along the lines of, oh, no, not old mate. Girl, what are you doing? Surely you didn't come here for him. And I was thinking halfway through the night, one, who the fuck is old mate again? And two, awkward giggle, and I definitely shouldn't be here. <laughs> anyway, to keep oh the story God. short, we're 18 pages in, babe. Don't worry about keeping <laughs> it short now. <laughs> I had the best day night and was looked after by car buddy very well. He never once hit on me. And we just didn't discuss the whole situation I was in, The only, only the good times we were having. His friends were fun and it was just a vibe. We ended up back at the rodeo grounds for a party and Old Bank met us there. Gross, go away. By that point Ew. in the night, I had worked up some annoyance towards him and was a little salty. He didn't seem to notice because he, <laughs> he was drunk and high. He was high. Surprise. <laughs> We went home and were greeted with the wedding after party at his place. I wasn't introduced to anyone and got stuck talking to old mate's cousin who grabbed me on the ass a few times and old mate was directly <laughs> opposite from me. He obviously yeah. must not have noticed, noticed how uncomfortable, my uncomfortable wiggling around, so I decided to go to a bed and avoid the whole scene. Man, there is so many levels to this. Anyway... Um. He'd come to bed not long after I went, so I was happy with the thought he might have come to bed for my sake. Oh, if I would not have been. <laughs> this whole trip had been a bit of an ordeal, but I want you to understand that when I'm stuck in a sit shit situation, I always make the most out of it and try and get the most out of it. Oh, why are you not going to bed with car, buddy? Sorry, that would be the most out of exactly. it, wouldn't it? You would think. Anyway, so after some talking and cuddling, we slept together and he did something he promised he would never do again and I get really anxious about it. It's just something he did at the finals weekend that I got really stressed about and kept bringing up about how much it stressed me out and why. So he did it again and I got so mad such sad and went off at him. I just sort of was stressing out and after a long day I had spending it where I didn't Hang on. And after the long day I had spending it where I did when I came to see him with him doing that just took me over the edge. I never go off like that in nature, but I really should have screamed and thrown shit or something to get my point across that he what he did violated my wishes and pleads I had made with him at the start of the weekend. That seems like it's taken a very dark turn. It really anyway. Does. He tried to comfort me, but in his high drunk stage combined with his own don't give a shit attitude, you could tell he didn't really care or care or know how to properly comfort me. So I ended up telling him not to touch me and went to sleep crying that night. I even mumbled under my breath, I shouldn't be here so that he heard. He would have heard me crying in my crackly voice too, which I didn't want for him to hear, but I was just upset with the whole situation I was in. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, duh, go home, babes. But I was not about to take, pay for a taxi for an hour and a half to the airport and flights on a weekend day from a small town airport. Oh, wow, yeah. 
it would have cost me an arm and a leg and I didn't want to have to spend any more money on thanks to this guy. Anyway, the next day I wanted to go to the chemist to make sure I didn't have to deal with any other bad pers- repercussions for what was shaping up to be the long weekend from hell. You might gather here that this was the thing he promised he wouldn't. Oh, right. Thing that he promised oh, he wouldn't do. Wow, now he wants to be a baby daddy. And did anyway because he's a piece of shit like that and he obviously doesn't care that I wanted to reserve that ending for men in my life who I love clearly, not a stoner with no care factor and a gambling addict. Anyway, he didn't want to go or drive because he was, you guessed it, already high as a kite in the morning. Hang on. What is with these men? He didn't want to drive it to the chemist. I drove his car and made him come to which he was picking on my driving the whole way. Well, I'm in a car. I was, I had never driven in different, anyway, he was picking on it. And she was like, shut the fuck up. I've never driven with the mind fuck of events that had transpired going on around in my head. He wouldn't walk in with me to get what I needed from the chemist with me because of his bloodshot eyes and I had to face the music by myself that something was that for something that was ultimately his wrongdoing also his excuses were top quality to saying I didn't need to worry because his nuts had been stopped on that many times oh my god shut up I'm done yeah because I want to leave yeah because I want to leave my future up to the small percentage Failure rate of the pill and your non-tested stomp theory. (laughs) Anyway, then I was begging him to take me to the beach when we got home. He told me he hates, no, that he hates the beaches and the road was closed due to backburns. So you never guess what we did for the rest of the day. He put the races on and bet all damn day. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I sat there dumbfounded as and bored as hell watching this grown-ass man get angry at the TV when he lost his money and asked me what he should bet on next, like he had bet on every single race just about. And that was my day. I bit my tongue and made the most of the day laying out in the sun because I couldn't lay on the damn beach. The next morning in the shower we were mucking around, around hanging shit on each other like we usually do, and he dead-ass said to me, you're not helping your case for next time like motherfucker thought I was going to be there was going to be a next time for what I had endured for the weekend I legit hit back with you think I'll be here next time laughing that day he had to drive me to the airport he was sober he was his usual self we were talking for hours had deep conversations laughed and got on like a house on fire kissed me at the airport and said I hope you had a good time as if the whole thing was back to normal was a normal bloody weekend for him so, yeah, that's the story of how I flew up to see a retired bull rider stoner that's old enough to know better. Stay safe. Safe to say I won't be touching any of these things again without any of these things again without a 10-foot pole being PBR bull riders. That story <laughs> took some turns. That's, that's a, like, that's a novel. I'm not going to lie. If I met that lady in the street, I think I'd, I think I'd get tired. Yeah. Look, I, I, um. We all know I don't have time for anything ever, so so I I would struggle with that probably. But 
I really like not to go all philosophical on everyone, but if you are like a young girl, like a young chick in the rodeo scene or even like in the Western scene or whatever, and you are listening to that, just know full well that that is that kind of story is unfortunately not that uncommon. And also like it blows my mind the fact that these guys oh. will like wouldn't drive to the chemist. Like what did he want to start a family with this chick after doing that? Like they yeah. don't even remotely I mean- make sense. Yeah, I think we've all, not we've all, but a lot of us have been there in that type of situation. I can tell you, number one, that boy's not worth it. If you're like a 16 to 18 to 20-year-old, that boy's not worth it, number one. Even if you're a (laughs) 24-year-old. Even if you're 24 or 25. Number (laughs) two, you will have more fun going out with the girls and going and having fun with the girls than you will going and sitting in a shed with a stone of 17 or whatever year old. And um, This guy sounds like he was in his 30s, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's broad. I'm just speaking from probably my straight-up experience. But, yeah, there was also the 30-year-olds hanging around. I can tell you, you will have more fun going out with the girls. Maybe those boys can wait. You don't need to be. You don't need to be around that when you're young. It'll just and like we all know the girls that married those men. Like it, their life sucks. I'm not gonna lie. Like, and it's not like trust your gut on it because they can be the most like charismatic, like fun, like have a going on kind of yeah. people. But there is some really like serious problems with them that you would not, I don't think anyone would want to bring children into that world or like anyone who has been brought up with um, good people around them and and has had like a good upbringing, you don't want to involve yourself in like drugs, gambling and like literally some of the like misogyny and, and some of the worst people ever. Like, yeah, I think the best thing you can do if you're like growing up in rodeo is just like, um, don't get me wrong, you've got to have fun, but fucking have fun with the girls. Leave the boys out until you're like 30. Have so much fun with the girls. The boys, they're, yeah. And I don't want to, there's obviously great humans, but like, trust your gut, man. Like, if you're, if there is one red flag and, and you feel like, oh, you know, maybe he'll like stop doing that, just know that that'll be the rest of your life. You've got to like, can you deal with someone who's going to gamble every weekend and most weeknights for the rest of your life, your money? Probably not. Then don't even fucking apply. Exactly. If you're not making enough money to cover his gambling addiction and nicotine and alcohol abuse, um, he's not the one for you, sis. He's not the <laughs> one for you, sis. If you would not take him home to dad, he's not the one for you, sis. Crikey Moses. Okay, I feel like we don't we don't have time for too many more. What um do you have one? Uh, I have one long one. I think I have one short one that I'm gonna do off the top of my head because when she sent it in, I obviously forgot to screenshot it. Oh um, my god! Like story of my fucking life. No, but she just said hers was a quick short one. She said that she was talking to this guy. I think they were talking for like quite a while or whatever. Obviously, Burrata. And they were together for like, I think it was like six months or something. And they got together and she found out, oh, no, I think she just broke up with him. And within like two weeks, he was dating another girl. And within a month, she, is a month the right timeline? Maybe two months. 
the other girl was pregnant and now they've like had a kid together a year later. She's like dodged a fucking bullet. Wow. That was my quick one. Yeah, look, you probably should screenshot it next time. Yeah, I know. I do. I have a few um funny ones. Wait. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything that I read. Um, okay, I'm gonna read this one out. I was talking to a camp drafter last year, um, and then he invited me to go to the races with him and his best friend, who I also used to talk to as well. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Mind that I still went and we we're all crammed together in a single cab cruiser with me in the middle we drove one and a half hours to the races hang on so she was talking to one of them Ooh. and the other one invited her one oh. and a half hours to the races just to get there and they had been cancelled and they didn't think to check if they were still on oh, fuck. so we ended up driving back to another town and we ended up going bowling instead before dropping me back home by the end of the day i had worked out that i didn't really like the camp drafter that much so he gave me the, oh, and he gave me the ick real bad. <laughs> but I liked his friend instead. I felt so bad. So I just made them an excuse and dropped off and dropped both of them. But now 12 months later, I'm still kind of tangled up between the two of them. It's such a mess. And I was, and then she said, I was like, How, what do you mean? You're still tangled up between them. And she said, well, I, well, the second one, well, I asked the second one to formal and he didn't seem too keen. Then I accidentally mentioned it to the camp drafter and he wants to come, but he knows that I asked his friend first. <laughs> She's like, at least he's keen to come though. Exactly. I mean, I mean sounds yeah. like he'd be nice. I feel like you should read that one long one out. I don't feel like it's that long. I feel like you should read that one long <laughs> one out not, and then we can end on that one. It's not that long. So, uh, this is an anonymous. I'd been married for around eight years and had a two-year-old with when my now ex-husband decided he wanted to leave. Obviously, I had no idea at the time exactly what had been going on, except that not everything, it hadn't been rosy. And turned out he'd been seeing a girl where he worked a lot. Thing is, I knew her and her partner. So when he stayed there often, I didn't think anything of it. But her partner actually wasn't there most of the time. Yes, we were split for a while, but we did try to work things out for our child. Biggest mistake ever. So I ended it again, but I found out that he had actually been sleeping with another girl too. And she was a young girl I had considered nearly family as she had spent school holidays with us, traveled to rodeos, and I'd even let my horses too. (gasps) No. The positive is they both did me a favor, but it certainly had an impact on my ability to trust the male kind and not tar them all with the same brush. It amazes me how they can put so much effort into cheating, yet their own grass is too hard to water. I don't get very much. They say, I guess, like cheating is always about them and never about you. Like it's always about something inside of them. Because like, like, um, oh, my God, I'm trying to think of like the hottest girls that, that they've all been cheated on recently. Oh, um, I mean, all the Kardashians. Like, yeah, actually. and then, like, was it Bahati, the Victoria's Secret model, Bahati, whatever yeah. her name is? And then um, Emrata got cheated on. She's literally, like, the hottest chick I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And uh, did they say that Megan Fox got cheated on? Or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure Megan Fox got cheated on. I'm also pretty sure Megan Fox got cheated on. Cheated on? Like, oh. what, what bloody hope have we got? You know what I'm saying? 
this is what I mean. Like they say it's always about them and never about you. Like it's their issues or whatever. But yeah. it just is like such a heartbreaking thing to think that someone, like what kind of person can, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the point of committing to someone if you don't what, want Just to like do? why commit like that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think we've got through some pretty uh, messed up cheating stories. Yeah. I mean, uh, thanks to the girls that sent in the novel. We really appreciate that one. And that's kind of a, I mean, maybe if you're getting into the industry, you want to know a little bit about Cowboys, listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, look. um, kind of covered all the bases. Don't want to tie them all with the same brush, but just trust your gut. You know what I mean? Trust you. We could tar about 97% of them with the same brush, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, I'm single for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I'm sure we'll be back with more of your stories. I feel like we need to maybe change the topic because it's getting a little dark up in here. But Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can get something wild. Maybe we can make it like a, a, no. We can make something. I'm sure we can do something. Cool. Well, thank Perfect. you guys so Perfect. much for listening. We will be back in your ear holes very soon. Ear holes. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Young Western Podcast. If you like this, you can head over to Facebook and find our closed Facebook page, the Young Western Podcast, or you can follow the links in our bio to all of our private Instagrams and TikToks and things like that. Any new episodes will be promoted on there, or you can email us at youngwesternpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.